7 o'clock. Good morning, Pyle. Thanks for joining us. Jim and the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios. Come on, let's trust the name in automobiles. It's Thursday, Mark Johnson. Voice of the Buffaloes will join us in just a little bit as Colorado in Tucson tonight to take on 10th-ranked Arizona in the farewell season for Colorado and Arizona in the Pac-12. Yeah, so it's not going to be the last time they match up as conference foes. No. Last time as conference foes in the Pac-12, but not the last time as conference foes. We'll we'll put it that way. But the first road trip for Colorado Mm -hmm. in in conference play and their farewell season, the Pac-12 starts out, of course, with the trip to Tucson tonight. Uh, We'll talk with Mark about that as uh, Colorado is... Got off to a sensational start, though. Getting overshadowed by the little brother in Fort Collins. Yeah. Who has a win over Colorado and also the number 13 team in the nation, the Colorado State Rams. So we That know. helps do the overshadowing when <laughs> that, they beat you. When they beat, when they beat you mm-hmm. and they're nationally ranked. Right, top 25, top 15 team right now for uh, Nico Medved in Colorado State. So uh, Mark Johnson will join us coming up on the program. Cody Rourke will not join us today. Cody is sick as a dog today. Oh, that's not good. Sent me a text about 5 o'clock this morning and said uh, the tonsils are inflamed and feels like he's got the flu. And so um, he will not join us today, but we'll still, of course, talk about the Broncos. Have our Broncos report around the NFL coming up at 8 o'clock this morning. So uh, text or call us, Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line 970-242-1340. When you're looking for silver linings in a season, which is, a, as a Broncos fan, that's what you have to do right now. You have to look for mm-hmm. for silver linings. I, you can you can be down like we had Kurt the Texan yesterday and be pretty much down on the Broncos in general. And yeah. Okay, and that's fine if that's your, your prerogative to to be feel negative about everything with the Broncos or a lot of things about the Broncos. I don't want to put Never words. Never going to be good again. Yeah, I don't want to put... Uh, letters and words into Kurt's text yesterday. But as I laid out, there are, there are things to be happy about if you're a Broncos fan. Not happy that they're not going to be a playoff team. Not happy that it looks like the quarterback journey starts again after just two seasons mm-hmm. with Russell Wilson. But they have a chance to, to have a nine-win season for the first time since... 2016-17, year after they Trevor won Simeon, the Super- baby Trevor Simeon Run taking them, yeah, taking the <laughs> bring him. Hey, you know what? He's run it back. He might be available. <laughs> Probably will be available. Yeah. Don't know if he will necessarily be on Sean yeah. Payton's list of quarterbacks he's interested in, but uh, you never know. Hey, as long as he because he was in told. New Orleans at one point, and yeah. was he there? Was there Peyton Cross or was that Dennis or Allen? I don't know. I don't remember. I, I know that at one point Simeon was a saint, if memory serves me cor- cor- uh, mm-hmm. correctly, that he was there for a little while. Um, I'm look. Oh, I clicked on the wrong page. Mm. Hey, when that happens. Uh, he was there for Sean Payton's last year. Okay, so. Where he also went nine and eight. So. You're telling me there's a chance. Run it back. Run it back with the guy that. Yeah. 
previously was the last one to lead you to a nine-win season in Trevor Simeon. But the thing we found out about Sean Payton, the more important stat as opposed to effectiveness and wins is, do you do what I tell you to do? Because I think in Sean Payton's mind, Sean Payton's mind, it's going to be, if you do what I tell you to do, we're going to win. That's how Sean Payton's going to view that. If you do what I tell you to do, we'll be successful. And in Denver, that remains to be seen. That remains to be seen. As of right now, is it better than it was previously? At least in terms of wins, losses, offensive success, even though the offense is not what people want it to be. Mm -hmm. Let us not forget what we've seen from this offense previously. And we talked about Russ's numbers. The numbers are better than anybody they've had in a very long time. Yeah. And you know, for Sean Payton, it has to be an absolute insult to his integrity that being the smartest guy in the room, they are just eight and eight. It's got to drive him oh, Scott, mad. Because the, the expectation on himself mm-hmm. and from Broncos country was it's 11, 12, 13 win football yeah. team. All you had to do was take his extra office away and make him park where all the rest of the players park and things would get better. And they did get better. You won, at least at this point, three more games you did last year. That's quite an improvement. Offense is better than it's been. Mm-hmm. Defense, after the, the Miami debacle, the defense has improved under Vance Joseph. He's taken some spec- steps back in recent weeks. But nice job. Of course, you're facing Easton Stick. Yeah. yeah. You know, and... No, no Keenan Allen. You know, that 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 helps. Certainly sounds like in reading some things today, Austin Eckler's probably done as a charger, the way it uh, the way it's looking. If I was Austin, I would be. Yeah. So I I just I think there's so when we have the Raiders this week. Oh, the Broncos lost to in week one by a point. One of the, the real damaging losses on Denver's resume. Mm-hmm. One of those three losses that were, what, six combined points yeah. for the Broncos. Two teams with losing records, by the way, we should say. And I, with coaches that have been or will be canned. <laughs> so with it being Raider hater week, it certainly loses the, it's lost the luster a long time ago with the, the Broncos being where they've been. And, and yes, the Raiders were a, playoff team a couple of years ago, but the Raiders have certainly not been what they were in their, their glory days. Mm-hmm. So and, and at worst three and three in the division this yeah. year too. So the, 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 the question I have today is, are you going to set aside your disappointment and not being a playoff team and try to focus? This is the Super Bowl for the Broncos. This is your playoff game. Because it's the Raiders who have not beat since 2019. Mm-hmm. You have a chance of getting your first nine-win season since 2016-2017. Are you going to try to find a way for that to be the focus and the joy if you get a, if the Broncos get a win on Sunday? Or is it, I mean, or is it not going to matter to you at all? That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter they have nine wins. They didn't make the playoffs. I, I hope there's some joy in beating your hated rival. There should be. Even in a subpar season. I would think if, you're, if your Browns were a three-win football team. 
and, and he was, both of those win, two of those three wins were against the Steelers, and the other against the Ravens. Yes, you'd be thrilled. I mean, with that aspect, okay. you wouldn't. If you wouldn't. That, you would be happy to make the playoffs. Not happy to not have a winning record. If they have to lose fourteen games, but those three wins, then I'll be like, all right, sure. Yeah, it wasn't the worst thing in the world. Yeah, at least we got though. We got them. But they could we, keep one of them out of the yeah. playoffs too by by yeah. getting like if you beat the Steelers twice, keep them out of the playoffs. We do have an 0 and 16 on our ledger. So 3 and 14 is not the worst season in franchise <laughs> no. history. But in comparison to where you're yeah. at right at the moment. Like even a one win season is not the worst in franchise <laughs> no, history. At least, at least you got one. Yeah. You got at a least W. You got one. So, yeah, I it's like and the 3 and 14 record is completely different than I mean Worst case scenario, you're eight and nine this year. That's that's, that's right at five hundred. That's, that's in the still playoff better. hunt. Three and fourteen's not anywhere. That season's over by yeah, Labor Day. But yeah, it's 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 done. It's you're dead in the water, and it's been that way for a long time. Mm-hmm. There were times the Browns would be eliminated from playoffs in multiple years at the same time. <laughs> it's like, well, they're done this year and next year and the year after. So, so, okay, we got a question today about, uh, you know, how how locked in will it be Sunday? Will it will a nine-win season, a win against the Raiders, make you go, okay, it wasn't exactly what I was hoping for, but damn, it's better than it's been. Mm-hmm. I'll take this. It's not great. I don't like some of the things that are going on with, with the Russell Wilson situation. There's there's a lot of questions, and, and I get that, and there, there are things that are a mess about the Broncos. But just from a pure fan wins losses knocking off a rival to, to get to nine victories will it mean something to you sunday if that happens so that's question today also since if you're a broncos fan denver's knocked out of the playoffs 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 who's the team you're gonna be rooting for in the playoffs this year that you adopt Everybody kind of adopts a team. They like a team. You're not going to go out and buy the gear and everything, but you're like, man, I really like those Bills and Josh Allen. Man, I really like those Browns or yeah. or whatever. Or how about them Cowboys? Is there a team you've already gone, okay, that's of, of the ones that are that are firmly in, yeah, done, and that you're going to be rooting for? I still haven't made up my mind on that yet. It's the case of Buffalo because Buffalo's not, I guess, firmly, firmly in there. No, they could very well they miss the very, playoffs. They could very well miss the playoffs if they don't take care of business against the Dolphins Sunday. So maybe the Bills are not. We, we exclude them at the moment from mm-hmm. <laughs> from that conversation. Decent chance they'll be in, but but there's also a, it's out of the realm of possibility that they may not get in. The fighting C.J. Strouds is that your team? Assuming they get in. Assuming they get in. Former Denver Broncos quarterback Jeff Driscoll and his new team, the Cleveland Browns. Yay, Jeff's got a job again. What happens if you're Cincinnati and you lose to the Cleveland Browns and they have five quarterbacks win a game this year? And and your backup guy actually played really well. Yeah. Jake Browning was not the reason they didn't end up they going to play. Yeah. Because he actually, their defense. he actually probably has played himself into an opportunity. So, mm-hmm. if, assuming he doesn't stay in, in Cincinnati, perhaps playing 
playing someplace else. Them getting annihilated by the Steelers didn't help. Did not help. So if you got thoughts on any of those things today, call us, text us on the team line. Everything okay over there? <laughs> uh, yeah, I just got a wicked bad hum oh, okay. and buzz going on. <laughs> so it's not entirely. Is that through the electronics? Or you got you said you got a you got a buzz on. I wish, <laughs> but no, it is it's an electronic thing. Okay, nine seven zero two four two thirteen forty. By the way, call us on the team line today, or or text us as always. You can do that. So we'd love to hear from you. Uh, see your voice, Mark Johnson, coming up in just a few minutes. We'll also play the Piles' favorite game on a Thursday, which is, of course, that'll uh, be later on. But uh, once again, no Cody York today. We hope Cody has a speedy recovery. Not uh, not feeling well today. So it is time for what's happening. What's happening? All right, brought to you by ComWest, your technology partner. They help business owners grow their business by providing quality, reliable, personalized technology solutions that support and secure their business technology consistently and professionally. One call, one team, one goal, helping your business grow. They can help you with cybersecurity, backup, and disaster recovery. They can help improve your surveillance with cameras, uh, installation of those cameras, and also a new business phone system. Call them today at ComWest, 970-242-8142, or go to ComWestCorp.com. Dot com. All right, start things out with uh, the Broncos getting ready for the Raiders coming up on Sunday at uh, Legion Stadium. Last time the Broncos won nine games, it was the season after they won Super Bowl 50 in 2016. They have a chance to make that happen Sunday when 8-8 eight eight Denver heads to Las Vegas to face the 7-9 Raiders. Jared Stidham will once again get the start at quarterback over Russell Wilson. Stidham says he's not looking at it as an audition for next season. Their goal this week is to win, get the ninth win for the for this team, and you know it's it'll be the first winning season in however many seasons it's been. So it's a big deal. Um, we're taking this week very seriously, obviously, and you know want to end the end the season the right way. Denver has not beat Las Vegas since 2019. Pre-game on the Team St- Sports Network starts at noon Sunday with kickoff at 2:25. Three Broncos made it to the 2024 Pro Bowl roster of starters: safety Justin Simmons, cornerback Patrick Sertan the second, and wide receiver Marvin Mims are named Pro Bowl starters. Quinn Miners and Michael Burton were named alternates. Mims is the third rookie in Broncos history to make the Pro Bowl. Joining Philip Lindsay and Von Miller, he was selected as a return specialist. The Avalanche are 1-0 in calendar year 2024 after a thrilling 5-4 overtime win against the Islanders Tuesday night. Among the many names that helped cover to win, Jonathan Druin scored a goal and recorded an assist. Was the Avs, Connor McGay, he says Druin's improved play has not gone unnoticed. Jared Bednar said postgame, Druin is playing hockey the right way. He's checking back. He's doing the work in the corners. Stuff that maybe he was not credited with in the past, in either Montreal or Tampa Bay. But he's playing the right way now. And I think that's led to a lot of his success. Colorado heads to Dallas for a division matchup with the Stars tonight. Coverage starts at 5.30 on the Team Sports Network. The Colorado Mesa basketball teams are back in their home court this weekend. They host CSU Pueblo Friday night and New Mexico Highlands on Saturday. Friday, the Maverick men will host a 6-5 and Thunderwolves squad still trying to come together after an offseason of transition. Mavs head coach Mike DeGeorge says Pueblo is still gelling at this point. They've had you know quite a bit of turnover, but Makai Morris is back, and he was a good player for them last year. And then Brevin Walters transferred from South Dakota Mines has been all-conference in the past. They have a lot of pieces to kind of rebound from losing a lot of guys uh, through the portal, and uh, they're playing at a high level. Just like the Maverick men, the CMU women host CSU Pueblo in New Mexico Highlands Friday and Saturday. The Thunderwolves coming in tomorrow, 7-16, and 16, the one back-to-back games for the holiday break by at least 22 points. Mavs head coach Taylor Wagner says they're a dangerous team that can score in bunches. 
I think they're better than what their record is showing right now, and they always will play us really tough. And so that's you know that's what we're telling our kids: like whatever you see on film, times that by ten because they're gonna they're gonna play hard and compete. We'll have uh, both uh, the Mavericks uh, taking on CSU Pueblo and New Mexico Islands Friday and Saturday on the Team CMU Sports Network, presented by Ken Richard State Farm. Women's pregame starts at five fifteen both nights. The men tip it off at seven thirty Friday and Saturday right here on the team and that's what's happening and it's brought to you by comwest your technology service partner if you have uh, need of it assistance call them today at comwest 970-242-8142 or go to comwestcorp.com all right we'll take a break we'll come back on the other side the voice of the cover buffaloes mark johnson joins us on the jim davis show on the team sports network yeah, I think they're like the best on the radio. At least at the pro level, the best of the best. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Welcome back, 720. Jim along with the Buckeye Boy today from the Bozart, Bozart Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. All right, we're trying to reach Mark Johnson, who's in Tucson, by the way, for the Buffs game tonight with the 10th-ranked Arizona. And uh, we're having some issues trying to get a hold of Mark. Perhaps maybe we have Mark? Because he's at the hotel. We're trying to call the hotel number for his room. Yes, as we pull back the curtains... To let you know how we make the sausage on the program. So, I believe Buckeye, I'm giving a little play-by-play here. Buckeye is talking to perhaps somebody at the front desk? Talking to somebody at the front desk? Eh, maybe. Possibly. Hopefully, we'll have Mark on here in just a moment. So, a couple of things today. If the Broncos can get nine wins with the victory against the Raiders on Sunday and snap the, the losing streak to the Raiders, which dates back to 2019... Make you feel a little better about this year, where Denver was at least late into the month of December in playoff chase mode, place they've not been in a while. And now the Broncos are also, and plus it's if you get a win against a rival like the Raiders, does it make you feel a little better about heading into next season? Also, since the Broncos are out of the playoffs, if you're a Broncos fan, who are you rooting for in the playoffs? We got Marty on the uh, team line this morning. Actually, I'll be rooting for the Niners primarily because they've got the coach Denver should have had, despite the lack of experience, their GM isn't bad either. Yeah, John Lynch has done a really nice job out there. And apparently we're having some more problems trying to get Mark on. So what's what's the deal, Buckeye? What's going on with I called their front desk and I asked, well, I called their number and listened to their menu, which did not give me an ability to talk to a person. So I just kept hitting zero. I asked for the room and he said one minute and then put me on hold for more than one minute and then hung up on me. Okay. So, so not able to get through to Mark Johnson. I'm thinking of trying again here momentarily. 
So, so I'm texting Mark that the front yeah. desk hung up on me, on on us, on, so, on you, because they have one of those automated message systems. And please dial your party's extension. Well, that's not an authorized number. And yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Sorry, man. Sorry. Sorry. So, fun over you know, here. Fun yeah. over here. Filibustering too. So I understand. I I, I get it. We'll give it another shot. Okay. So Buckeye's going to try to reach out once again to the hotel the Mark Johnson staying in in Tucson, Arizona this morning. Oh, you, you got to love the automated operator, right? <sighs> Technology's a wonderful thing. It can be, but then there are times technology can be the most uh, exasperating, frustrating, curse word inducing thing known to mankind. Okay, I'm seeing some nodding of the head by Buckeye. Nodding of the head. Uh, once again, it's uh, maybe possible. We're on hold again. Okay, we're on hold again. See what happens here. Waiting. See what we could could we have touchdown here? Could we could we have it? Possibly. Oh. <laughs> Love it when the when the automated phone answering mis- uh, systems at uh, hotels uh, screw you over like this. So anyway, team that you're rooting for, like uh, Marty is in the playoffs, if you're a Broncos fan, if you're going to root for somebody, which team might that be? And do, do we have contact? We have contact. All right. This has been quite a journey we've been on the last four minutes. About seven minutes. But oh, we about got seven minutes. Okay, seven minutes. Feels like it's been an hour. Feels like it's been longer. All right, uh, time to talk. Uh, see you buffs with the voice of the Colorado Buffaloes, Mark Johnson. It's time to talk buffs with CU voice Mark Johnson on the Jim Davis Show on the team. And with us from Tucson this morning, buffs in 10th ranked Arizona tonight, Mark Johnson joins us. Mark, you don't know how long of a, of a journey it's been, my friend, to try to get through the automated hotel phone system to connect with you. Good morning, Mark. Well, I apologize for that. I, I forgot my charger and my phone's down to running on fumes. I didn't want to drop in the middle of it. That's why I texted you and said, hey, call the call No, this guy. is this is not an indictment of you, Mark. No, you, you're yeah. being responsible. You were planning ahead. You were being appropriate. It's just <laughs> the hotel you're staying at, which will go nameless, by the way. Uh, <laughs> holiday Inn. No, it's not a Holiday yeah, Inn. I'm just kidding. Front desk was very much Tom's Motor Inn. Well, let me, you know, here's, here's, a, and by the way, where we're staying, and I, I won't give them any plugs either, but I mean, it's, it's a resort, so it's a big time place. But I think here's the issue. Uh, nobody uses the phones in a hotel room anymore. So they probably haven't transferred a call in five years, you know? That might have been the problem. No. I'm just joking around with friends at Holiday Inn, by the way. They're fine folks and have uh, wonderful accommodations. Thank no. You. And you're not staying yeah. at a Holiday Inn, by the way. But, uh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad we're able to get you on this morning. Of, yeah. of course, the buffs uh, began the, the uh, now farewell part of the Pac-12 you know, you know, schedule with the road trip uh, to Arizona to Tucson, though it's kind of weird because it's a final Pac-12 meeting with Colorado and Arizona, but it's not goodbye, so long, farewell. It's just last time as members of the Pac-12 together, the next time they play each other, it's going to be in the Big 12. Yeah, you know, and, and so there are certain stuff. Yeah, this weekend will be uh, still, you know, old hat because we'll, we'll be big, uh, big 12 members together. Next week, we're going to be in, in Berkeley. That'll be the last time we'll see uh, the Cal uh, Golden Bears as they go to the ACC as conference uh, foes. We may not see them for a long time at Berkeley, and that's fine. Um, yeah, it's just it's so bizarre. You know, I was on a show yesterday, and I, I was saying, 
uh, to the gentleman having on. I said, think about this. The last football game the Pac-12 ever plays could be winning a national championship. How bizarre is that going to be on Monday if Washington beats Michigan? And I said, let's do this right. Let's, let's have either uh, Colorado or Arizona win the national basketball championship and just make it a clean sweep and, and uh, make the irony just, just be uh, over the top, right? I love that. That would be great. Yeah, just have the, the swan song of the Pac-12 will be a couple of national championships. <laughs> How crazy would that be? And it's, you know, you never know. It's not another realm of possibility. That's right. Yeah. Um, before we talk about the Buffs in Arizona, your your take on national championship game, Michigan taking on Washington. Uh, Michael Penix Jr. was absolutely brilliant in that game yeah. against Texas, 433 touchdowns. There's some thinking that, you know, he might end up as a Denver Bronco down the road. We'll have to wait and see what happens there. But, uh, but your your takeaway on um, on the national championship game coming up on Monday night? Well, so something's going to have to happen for Denver to get in position to, to select him. Uh, I'm not sure what draft copy capital they've got to trade at this point in time. His stock has gone up quite a bit. High, but uh, it would be nice if he ended up here because he's very very good. I think it's going to be a heck of a football game. You know, it, it's funny to me the way people are reacting to Michael Penix. Those of us in the Pac-12 knew what Michael Penix is, and and now all of a sudden apparently the rest of the uh, country is just shocked to find out that he's this good, which, by the way, is an indictment of the voters for the Heisman Trophy because I don't think there's any doubt that, that he's uh, right now the best quarterback in the country and has been all season long the way he's been playing. Uh, and so that, that's kind of interesting. But I think it's going to be a heck of a game. I think two very good teams. I thought those semifinal contests, especially the Michigan-Alabama game, were spectacular. Uh, the Texas and, and Washington game were very, very good as well. And so we've had two great games, and I expect nothing less for this championship game. And, and I, don't, I don't know. I think uh, Michigan's a slight favorite, as I think I, I saw yesterday. Um, and, and they probably should be. But uh, I think it's going to be an unbelievable game because I, I think you got two very good teams. I think Caleb DeBoer is a great coach. Jim Harbaugh's nuts, but he's a great coach. And uh, I, I'm really looking forward to Monday night. I think it's going to be outstanding. And let us hope because last year we had two – great semifinal games we had two great semifinal games on new year's day championship game obviously was uh, was a wreck it was a woodshedding yep. uh with uh, the way georgia handled tcu i'd like to think this is a pretty evenly matched game with with the washington offense the michigan defense the two strong points of both those football teams a lot of athletic playmakers for michael Penix. Uh, but that defense we saw against Alabama for Michigan uh, is a pretty pretty salty unit. Uh, I, I think it should be. A, I, I'm hoping, Mark, it's going to be a really great game Monday night. Yeah, I, I think so. I, you, know, you could kind of, you go back to that game last year where TCU got blown out, you could kind of see maybe that was coming. Uh, TCU, I thought, was, you know, was living on, on uh, borrowed time last year at different times. I thought they were a good football team. I didn't think they were a great football team. I, I think Washington does not have any glaring weakness. I do think they're a great football team. Um, it is interesting because I think sitting out watching all of this is another great football team, and the Georgia Bulldogs aren't going to have a chance to you know, play for the championship. And so I, I think they're, they're the one question mark out there. But right now, uh, the way things have turned out, the way teams have played down the stretch, I think the two best teams in the country with that asterisk of, of Georgia sitting out there are, are going to play. So I, I expect this to be a very good game on Monday. Who do you like, Michigan, Washington? Seems like you like Washington. Uh, you know what? I'm leaning Michigan, to be honest with you. Um, and and I, I, I just can't give you any real solid reason other than their physicality on defense. I think they've got a chance there maybe to slow down Michael Penix a little bit. So I give them a slight edge, but it's 
it's nothing significant. I mean, I, I won't be shocked either way. I'm, I'm really almost sitting on the fence just, just with a slight lean going to Michigan, but I still think it's going to be a fantastic game. Mark Johnson, voice of Buffalo, is joining us from Tucson today where the uh, Buffs take on number 10 Arizona tonight. And for Colorado, off to a uh, 2-0 start in uh, Pac-12 play, uh, wins against Washington, Washington State. Uh, really strong weekend for uh, K.J. Simpson, 21 points against Washington, 34 against Washington State. K.J. had a, an outstanding weekend for Tad Boyle and the Buffaloes. Yeah, you show me a player playing better in college basketball right now than K.J. Simpson. I don't think there is one. I think he's literally, and that's not hyperbole, and that, that's not uh, you know my subjectivity being the voice of the boss. I think he's playing as well as anybody in America, period, and he's doing it on both sides of the court. Uh, and uh, what he's doing on the offensive end, I mean, the way he's shooting the ball, the numbers are off the charts. Uh, defensively, and, and he, like I said, he's he's playing at a very high level on both sides. And, and there aren't many guys in the country you can say that about. There are other guys putting up some pretty impressive numbers, but he's asking for the best perimeter guard game in and game out. He's you know averaging over the last I think five or six games almost three steals a game. I mean he's been disruptive. He's been uh, efficient. He's taking care of the basketball. His assist-to-turnover ratio is outstanding right now. I think in the last half dozen games, about four or five to one, which is just ridiculous. And so, yeah, he's playing just amazing basketball right now. They needed that because there's been no truth in DeSilva and Cody Williams, obviously, for a handful of games now. And, and, and by the way, I don't expect that to change tonight. I don't think either guy – and that, that's what's disappointing about this game here in Tucson because Colorado coming in – with a full deck of cards, if you will, would be, a, well, I think, one hell of a matchup with Arizona tonight. And the fact that uh, Cody's not going to play and Tristan's not going to play, um, I, I think, you know, hampers that. They have a chance, sure, but, but their margin for error has gone basically paper thin now with all those two guys out there against a very good Arizona team. We have to hope that Eddie Lampkin has lots of, um, lots of uh, fire in his belly in this one tonight because he made the comment the other day about when he was at TCU, that Arizona knocked him out of the, the tournament when he was at TCU previously. And and so uh, he hasn't entirely forgot uh, the, the lost Arizona when he was a member of the Horn Frogs and hopefully can can maybe channel a little bit of that, that emotion in a positive way tonight uh, on the floor against the Wildcats. Well, I'm, I'm hopeful he's going to have a, you know, a heck of a challenge out there because, uh, you know, Umar Balo is a big, big man just like Eddie is. And so you're going to have a couple of, you know, just – Huge human beings, Goliaths, going out there banging back and forth. You know, um, Balo's seven one or six seven foot, foot tall and two hundred and seventy pounds. So, yeah, get ready for that. That's not going to be for the faint of heart inside there. But uh, yeah, you know, you, when I when I saw that coming, I thought, you know, Eddie, don't don't write checks your body can't yeah. catch, right? I mean, you know, you don't want to you don't want to uh, you know, tug on Superman's cape or wake the sleeping bull or whatever you want to say out there because Arizona's a good basketball team and they're coming off a loss to Stanford the other day. But uh, I, I appreciate his passion for it and. And I'm sure he's going to have a good ball game tonight. But that, that could be something to watch with those two big fellas inside because they are just earth movers in the paint between these two teams. And you'd think that Arizona would be highly motivated. Yeah, that was an ugly loss to Stanford. It was. There's, there's no doubt. It, you know, and, and Ted and I were talking at the airport yesterday you know, about that game. And he goes, well, geez, Mark, Stanford hit 16 threes. Well, they did. But, you know, I think uh, Arizona hit, what, six, I think. So that, that negates six of them. So that's ten threes. And there were other aspects of that. I think Arizona right now, their offensive numbers are stupid. I mean, just 
off the charts. But then again, so are Colorado. So that, that's going to be an interesting part of this game. I think Arizona's defense is inconsistent. You know, you think about recent years with Arizona. They've been very, very good as a team defensive team. And I think there's some liabilities. I shouldn't say liabilities. I haven't seen enough of them yet uh, up close to really make that assessment. But there's inconsistency there. And, and I think that's become a little bit of an issue. You know, they've lost three of five. Now, who have they lost to? Uh, Florida A&M, okay, top uh, ten team. Uh, and Purdue, top ten team, maybe the number one team in America. And then this outlier to Stanford, which was kind of an odd loss. And so you you don't want to say they're struggling, but I I think there's certainly been a couple of bumps in the road they're dealing with. You mentioned uh, Omar Ballo, who's a tremendous player, the big man, 13 points, eight rebounds per game. Caleb Love, uh, another dynamic player for for Arizona, Mark, 17 points per game uh, as a a tremendous uh, scorer as well. Yeah, Caleb Love, you know, he's a North Carolina transfer. Played, what, three years in North Carolina? And, and then decided to leave. Now he's come here for his final season uh, with, uh, with Arizona. He, he's, he's kind of an enigma to me. He's extremely talented and can be very dynamic. I mean, he was you know, one of the top players coming out of high school his, his uh, first year in college. And, and, and so he's a gifted, dynamic kind of talent, but he's a little bit inconsistent. They're going to go back to that word again, a little bit inconsistent at times. And so... He can kind of come and go. When he's good, he's spectacular. And so he'll certainly be, be very dangerous there tonight. I'm not sure exactly who they figure to put on him. I haven't talked to Tad about it yet, but that, that's going to be one of the key matchups for the Buffaloes this evening. All right, the Buffs at number 10 Arizona tonight. And, uh, Mark, I want to wrap it up with just a quick, convers- uh, quick uh, question about Colorado football with Charles Kelly leaving the Buffs defensive coordinator who was at Alabama previously, and Nick Saban's staff comes to Colorado to coach on Coach Prime's staff, now going back to his alma mater, will be the co-defensive coordinator at Auburn. What are you hearing in terms of maybe Charles Kelly's replacement as the D.C.? <laughs> not, not a whole lot, although although I did see some stuff yesterday. And, you know, that's the thing about the Prime thing. This is so unusual in terms of the program and what you hear and what is out there, because most of the time, when you've got kind of a normal set of circumstances with the coaching staff, you know, you'll see a list of two or three names, and there'll be, you know, football coaches. You probably see the same names out there I am. They're, they're talking about, you know, obviously Warren Sapp we've talked about, about Ray Lewis, uh, you know, coming in and being on, being on the staff, and and uh, Ed Reed coming in. It's, you know, I, I don't know. I To be honest with you, it's so unique to be around this program and how it generates attention. And so the, the names out there vary just so wildly. You're never sure what to believe because, you know, what, what's hyperbole? What's, uh, what's TMZ fodder? What, uh, what's legitimate journalism? It, it's so hard to tell sometimes around this thing. So I sit back. I'm as entertained and, and probably clueless as the rest of you are just sitting there watching this thing unfold. So uh, whoever it is, I guarantee it's going to make a big splash. And, and obviously they've got uh, much better material. You know, it was kind of fun seeing Jordan Seaton the last couple of days, uh, here three, four, five days in the, in the All-American game and see what he's capable of. He looks like a gifted player. So I, I'm, I'm just excited, but, but I wish I could give you some hard information, Jim, but I just don't have any. And that's okay. And, and right now a lot of the focus, too, for you is obviously Buffs basketball. And, yeah, and uh, you know, I'm sure Coach Prime's playing his cards close to the vest as well. Uh, you mentioned Jordan Seaton. And I always like to check out, see you at the game a little bit. Uh, of, of the, among the many Buffs websites I, I like to go to, sure. uh, I, love the, I love this quote on here. They have like this poll of the day thing, your favorite Jordan Seaton quote. And of one of the things, and I love this quote, he goes, 
It was my mother's birthday, and there was only two schools that said happy birthday to my mother, and C was one of them. Just little things like that, my clarity was, who really cares about me? I, that's where, that's how you you, 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 you you hit you know to the heart. You tug on the heartstrings. Wishing mom happy birthday. Very good move on the part of Coach Prime and his staff to do that. And you know what? Um, you know, it's, it's being that I'm down here for basketball, Ted, and I were talking about that just a few days ago. And he said, Mark, you know, we, we got into the conversation about transfer portal and NIL. And he said the bottom line is it always comes down to relationships. It always comes down, Are you, do you have integrity? Are you sincere? Are you authentic when you're dealing with these kids? He said that, that's always going to be the bottom line because we all, have, we all have needs as human beings, right? We need to be seen. We need to be heard. We need to be cared for, all those kind of things. And that's why the bottom line to all of this is always going to be about relationships. There are going to be those situations where, you know, uh, somebody may have got a, a perverted view of things and it's only about the dollar sign, which is what I can get from NIL. But more, more times than not, it's about relationships and about authenticity and taking care of, of, of somebody else. And so isn't that interesting that all the stuff we deal with, it, uh, the young man was touched because somebody said happy birthday to his mom. And, and I think that's, uh, that, that speaks about you know prime staff and, and uh, their attention to detail and their authenticity. And, and obviously we know that about Ted. And so that's, that's a heartwarming story and good to be a Buffalo in that regard. Absolutely. Hey, Mark, have a great call tonight. Thank you so much. Hi, right, Jim. Take care. Take, take care as well. Mark Johnson, Voice of Buffalo's, joining us from Tucson today. All right, 740. It felt bad because Mark was trying to do the right mm-hmm. thing there. It's like, hey, my, I left my charger at home. Yeah. My, my phone's about ready to die. I almost tried to go through the catering office and book a golf tea time. And, and by the way, while you're booking that tea time, can mm-hmm. you get... Can you transfer Can you call me room number blah, blah, blah? Room 1810 or whatever. <laughs> whatever, yeah. I will say that the place that he's staying at, stayed at one one time before mm-hmm. here in the state. One of the comfiest beds I've ever slept on. The brand is very highly yes. recognized. Yes. But they're not advertising <laughs> with us, so they're not going to get it. They're not getting a plug. We no. don't get free rooms when we do that sort of travel through them, so... Exactly. Tom's Motor Lodge is what we'll call them. Dave's Dandy Dive. Yes. It's a bar and it's a hotel. Mm-hmm. All right, 741. in the lobby. <laughs> Wait, is that Tiger Woods hanging? Yeah. Tiger. Tiger, that's your fourth key lime pie this morning. Wow. What's going on there, buddy? How do you work off all those? Oh, never mind. Oh, never mind. All right, 741. It's time for sound check. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. The only Perkins I think I've ever I've ever been to was mm-hmm. in Kearney, Nebraska. Went there to do football. It's not bad food. It's okay. It was, it was right. fine. That I mean, was like my only experience at a Perkins. It's, so. a, it's Denny's, but green. That's... Yeah, it's pretty that's, much, that's a that's yeah. a pretty fair comparison of of a yep. Perkins. Denny's is yellow, Village Inn <laughs> is orange, Perkins is green. Yeah, Bob Evans is red. That's pretty much there. You go. Except it's, Bob Evans is much better. Anyway, soundcheck is Al Michaels related. He's not going to be calling a playoff game, and Joe Buck wants to know if Al Michaels knew beforehand, then it's fine. Otherwise, he's not very happy with how this all developed. First of all, he blows me away. At 79, he's he's phenomenal still. 
my question is, how was he told that he was not doing this playoff game? And, and if, you, if you tell me he's known forever and this is the deal, this is the deal that he signed, well, that's one thing. But to find out publicly, and you're Al Michaels, and I'm happy for Noah. This has nothing to do with Noah Eagle. Ian Eagle, I think, is phenomenal. Uh, Noah's great and and an up-and-coming star in this business. Take them out of it. How was he alerted to this? Was this in his deal? Did he know beforehand? Did he find out through social media or through you? And if the answer is he found out through you or through social media, then I think that sucks. Yeah, agreed. Totally agree. We don't know exactly how he found you, out. You but get still. the sense that he did not know Yeah, prior to it getting out on the interwebs. And he's 79. Maybe they texted and emailed him and just never. Oh, come on. Just really? I'm kidding. Really? Maybe he was doing Thursday Night Football and was so enthralled in the game <laughs> that he just missed that email. Uh, oh, don't know about that. I, I, I Maybe I just, that day someone accidentally put a piece of broccoli on his steak plate. I just tend to think that, okay, I can understand there's there's been moments in the Thursday night games where, and in, in last year in the playoff game, where mm-hmm. Al Michaels probably didn't bring his A game. It's going to happen. But if you're, if you're NBC, you, you let him, you let him call this. And then if you feel like, okay, this is, this is a good way for him to, to bounce back, have a bounce back opportunity, mm-hmm. the age of 79, call one final playoff game. And then when this one's done, say, Hey yeah. Al, next year, you're, we're not going to have you call a playoff game. And then, then he knows mm-hmm. after it's done, then he knows next year well in advance that I'm not doing that. That was my last one. That's that there's a better way to handle it than what apparently right. the way it was and, handled. And I'll say this. Al Michaels seems like old school professional guy, not really going to air dirty laundry. That may have been the case last year when he's like, you know what? I'm bolting for Thursday night football. Okay. Well, you can do a playoff game this year. But then we're done. You're leaving, and you're done. And if he agreed to it, like, we don't even know. We're just kind of spitballing. If it was, you know what, your playoff game was 2023 season or 2023 January, so the 22 season. And then going forward, you're on Amazon. You're no, you no longer work for us. Right. Nobody knows because nobody's. he's not saying anything. Because there seems to be a sense, at least from the remarks from Al Michaels, Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't know. Yeah. Because I'm thinking of Al Michaels knew. I think he would have said, yeah, that was part of the deal. And when I went over to, to Amazon, that I was walking away from mm-hmm. those obligations, you know, that part of my contract, to those commitments. I heard Al Michaels doing the rounds since this was announced. No, all I heard was the initial comments, mm-hmm. which was basically he didn't know that he wasn't doing a playoff game. I mean, and- when... And I also am kind of, I hate to lean on the side of big business here, but like if you bail on your contract, what, why do they, why are they obligated to give you uh, a playoff game? I, I don't disagree with that. Like, I don't want to work here anymore, except can you hold a spot open for me every January? No. Well, I didn't know. I didn't know this was going to happen. <laughs> a little bit. It's a little disingenuous, I guess, to me. I, I just, 
that's where clarity needed to be part of this mm-hmm. uh, on the part of NBC and just that that's you know that w- that was going to be part of the deal you leave to go to Amazon then you're you're not doing anything for us and that gets out there immediately the moment he decides to go to Amazon unless apparently maybe they didn't make that decision then yeah I'm I'm curious here's my my question when did they decide he was not doing a playoff game was it when he went to Amazon? Because that would have been the perfect time to go, hey, Al, appreciate the, all the hard work, blah, 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 but you're, mm-hmm. but, you know, we're, we're not retaining your services since you're leaving us to go to Amazon. We're not going to, we're not going to have you do a playoff game. Yeah. I think Al Michaels would have went, okay, that's, that's fair. I would, I, I would have felt that way if I'm leaving to go work for somebody else. Mm-hmm. I would have said, okay, that's, that's appropriate and that's fair and I'm fine with that. I'm just curious about when when it all came down. Who when, ordered the code red? Who exactly? Who ordered the code red? But you certainly got the feeling from Michaels that he was surprised that he wasn't doing it. So I, I'm with you though. I, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not going like, to throw. I, I'm not going to throw NBC read or seen what the one yeah. you're referencing. I haven't seen it, so I, I, I just I just saw that there was there was some reaction from Michaels about. And it might have been just yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying to find it. I thought there was some reaction of he just was like I didn't realize I wasn't doing it or something like that. It was it wasn't a great wasn't a lengthy comment mm-hmm. on on not doing it. it. Was just like huh. Well, you know. Yeah, I, I I haven't I haven't seen one way or the other that he's yeah. referenced it. But there's a lot of stuff I missed. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm looking. I thought I'd. I, once again, I thought I saw something from him, some reference to it, but I, I could be wrong about that because it's been a while now since. Yeah, I'm I'm scanning the interwebs. I'm not seeing anything, but I said I, I I thought there was some reaction from him on it, but it was it was just more like, oh, hey, how about it? Didn't didn't mm-hmm. realize that was going to happen. All right, seven forty nine. We'll take a break. We'll come back with more on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. Craptastic. That's just crap. Uh, yeah, yeah. The team presents the Jim Davis Show on Colorado Sports Leader, the team. Welcome back, seven fifty-three. Jim along with the Buckeye Boy. Okay, here's the the Michaels quote. This is through Andrew Marchand, who covers sports media. Um. For the New York Post. This, the podcast where Joe Buck was talking about this. Right. And so Marchand had apparently, Michael said in November that he expected to be in the booth for one of NBC's playoff games. He appeared puzzled when he told when he was told his status on the game was in limbo. It's in my deal, Michael said. Where are you hearing that from? That's part of my deal. Are you hearing something that I'm not hearing? And according to Marshawn, there is tension between Michaels and NBC execs and NBC executives leading up to his departure. And according to reports, the two sides settle on giving Michaels an emeritus title that would see him occasionally call games. Michaels has not commented on the move. So that's as close to a a comment that we're getting from. I, I knew I saw something somewhere 
that Michaels had a reaction to it when he found out. Yeah, and so, if at this point Joe Buck is still confused as to whether he knew or not, officially, you know. Because what that tells you, if that's true, that they told him you're still going to be doing games. Mm-hmm. It's an emeritus title that you would, he'll still call games. Because I can't imagine, hey, you're off this year, Al, but when you're like 81 and still doing this, we'll have you come back and call one in a couple of years. But also, is it specified that they have to be playoff games? I don't know. We That's one of the things we, we don't know. Right. We don't know if it's specifically, it says occasionally call games, could be regular season. Yeah. Could be playoffs. Don't know. He, I mean, he, he's still calling games, just not just, for NBC. Just not for NBC. Nobody's watching them half the time. <laughs> Though I saw where their numbers were up like 24% over last year for Amazon. So they did have it's a, not they, quality of games. They they did have apparently a bump, which I think it's probably more people. Herbie, committing to okay, if I'm, I want to watch Thursday night football, I'm I'm going to get Amazon Prime, and those coming around. Okay, I'll I'll make the commitment to do it. I already need to buy stuff from Amazon at, at times anyway. All right, uh, hour two coming up.